Welcome to All Chat. My name is Jack Dawes. I'm here with Grayson Yada. Grayson, how you doing? I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to just get this thing going. We've been having it in the works for the last year, it feels like, or oh, maybe two years. It was at least since 2020 Worlds. Oh, it's, and, it's uh, been a minute. It has been a minute. I'm, yeah. I'm just excited that we're finally getting going. All the hurdles have kind of been jumped over and we're ready to go here. Yeah. Uh, Just a little bit of background about how yeah, we got yeah. here and what we're doing. I'd love to. So basically me and Jack, we're college classmates, uh, you know, huge League of Legends fans. Obviously we're not pros by any means, but uh <laughs> we're we're huge fans of the game. Always found ourselves chatting, getting into long conversations just about pro League of Legends and that's kind of how this all came to be. We were just excited to to talk about it, chat about it, and kind of share that with the rest of the world. So so here we are with our, our little passion project, and yeah. uh, hopefully we'll, we'll give a rundown each week of uh, each of the four major regions, talk about some LCS, LEC, LCK, and LPL. Um, we're not analysts. We're not pro players. We're just big fans, so it's yeah. not a lot of analytical content <laughs> coming out, but it'll be a lot of uh, just giving a rundown of the week, giving some opinions that no one asked for, and uh <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you guys might share some too. So yeah, yeah, try and work that in eventually. But I say we yeah. jump right into it. If you're, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So as of recording this, it is uh, Thursday the eighteenth. So we've worked our way through the first week of the LEC, and we're two days into LCK. Um, no, LCS is coming up this weekend, and LPL is still a little ways off. So. We'll we'll save some time and mostly focus on the LEC and the LCK, CK a little bit, huh? We oh, yeah. had some some pretty major games. I know you yeah. want to talk about some. You want to oh, yeah. start us off? Yeah, I mean, just for starters, some of the roster changes in the LCK, insane. Yeah. I mean, as far as my top four teams right now, I'm proud. Like obviously T1, you got to throw it on top, of course. But Gen G, Gen G is looking a little silly. How, I, <laughs> how did these rosters even come together like right Jovi and, and canyon that's yeah. crazy yeah and you got that's keen twos always you know always solid and pays pays is just an absolute stud like that kid is gonna be <laughs> and, and he hasn't be... slowed down that's the yeah. thing too is people were were really high on him when he came into the league last year mm-hmm. and now that they've played their first series against t1 he's he's not stopping at all this guy is on track to be a superstar of the yeah. LCK. He's, oh, he's 100%. A, a gem in the rough. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Gen G has him and Gen G has T1's number. Uh, oh, they yeah. took him down 2-1 on, I guess, technically for us, it's Tuesday in the middle of the night, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an unreal series right there. That was a great way to kick off the LCK season. So here's a fun fact for you about that one too. When, when I saw that game, I was like, man, it's, it's just never ending for the, the this Gen G T one matchup. It's just yeah. Gen G dominance all the way through, uh, and I think they managed it. They they, they uh, talked about it on broadcast, but it's a six game winning streak now for Gen G, wow. which I think is regular season matches. So uh-huh. they're they're six in a row now that they've yeah, unreal. Yeah, and then they've taken you know the LCK title. Yeah. like last year yeah. they swept it. Gen G was honestly probably one of my tournament favorites going into worlds last year and oh, obviously blg just has their number 
yeah. The story of, of Last Worlds was Gen G and JDG with, with mm-hmm. BLG trying to nip at their heels and T1 maybe getting in there, KT, you know, maybe they have something going on too. But it was really, everyone was looking at JDG and Gen G as the ones yeah. to make it out 3-0. They were looking at meeting in grand finals because they're on opposite sides of the bracket and it just mm-hmm. it didn't work out that way. Yeah, instead of just, as usual, T1 versus the LPL. <laughs> and like, I mean, not how that went. <laughs> yeah. the boys i got i got cloud nine we're you know hey, they're still we're, we're from north america yeah. <laughs> but uh but, i mean some really we won't really talk about that too much from, uh, <laughs> better <laughs> than lec hey you know? at least last world <laughs> yeah yeah at least at least we have nrg to look forward yeah to. exactly um, but yeah some uh, really good games between t1 and gen g yeah Honestly, the other series too, Nongshim played DRX, and yeah. I was I was heavily surprised by Nongshim's performance. Because I, I gotta say, I I was not as impressed with those games. I I was really hyped for DRX at the start of game one. The first yeah. fifteen games, first fifteen minutes from DRX in game one looked really clean. Yeah, um, I know LCK really has this top five, bottom five kind of going mm-hmm. on there. It's a pretty um, top-heavy league, so yeah. I, I had no uh, no assumptions that DRX would make top five. But I was like, okay, this is the sixth-place team. These guys look clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was just after that first fifteen minutes, it was just all downhill for the rest of the next two matches. And I yeah. have to say, I just it it looked messy in mm-hmm. in my opinion. It, I thought that the whole DRX Nongshim series, outside of maybe Jiwoo, 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 I think Jiwoo, yeah. yeah. Uh, outside of him and, and his pretty excellent performance on Aphelios, I, I felt like it was kind of just a mess of a series. Yeah, I mean, Nongshim last season, they're one of the bottom two teams, I'm pretty yep. sure. Uh, you know, they, their roster, it's a lot of similar players from last year. They brought back a lot of the same guys. Um, but one guy that I wanted to point out was just uh, Call Me. Call Me looked really solid, too, in the mid lane. Yeah. Um, Obviously, DRX had a lot of rookies. They have three guys playing in their first full splits right now. Right. Uh, Sponge, Saytab, Pleta played a little bit over the last couple seasons, but right. he was filling in ADC and playing support as well. So I think now he's having his first full support season. Yeah. But he they have a bad. lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he doesn't look bad. No. I think they just need to kind of come together, let them let the rookies get you know some time in the league. Because yeah. that jump from challengers to the LCK is still a pretty big jump. I mean, when you have these top five teams just trading around their talent too, it yeah, it feels impossible to break it up into that like top echelon of of players. You, yeah. There's just monsters of the scene who have been up there for so long. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Outside of something happening like that that DRX roster where, where Zeka and King and just showed up and now all yeah. of a sudden they're, they're on these, these top teams and everyone sees them as these really excellent players outside of something like that happening. It just feels impossible unless you get lucky with a rookie, unless you have a, a pays situation or you yeah. have a, a, like a, lucid. a, a T1 situation where they yeah. bring oh. up Guma T- yeah. owner, like unless you can somehow pull something like that, it seems like there's just no shot for a lot of these like young guys getting onto the, the lower place teams. Yeah, it's it really is tough because those teams are super young. I mean, I was looking at the DRX roster, three of their right. players are born in 03 or later. That's crazy. I mean, 
Like that, that's just crazy to me, right? That, oh, but man. they they do have some some vets on their team too. They got Rascal and Teddy up there, so yeah. I think over time this season, if they can play how they did that first, you know, ten fifteen minutes of that first game, yeah. and Nongshim, I think they'll be pretty good. And then Nongshim again, you know, they they kept much of their same team from last year, so I think they'll grow a lot this year too. I'll be interested to see how Rascal and Teddy do over the course of of the split. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Rascal put in some pretty solid performances. I think there, there's some fair group of people that um, feels like Rascal kind of just, just gets jailed on every team that he's on. Yeah. And he, he actually should be in that upper echelon of teams. Uh, and I think a lot of people have some some pretty high opinions of Teddy as well. Yeah. I felt the thing about Teddy's performance was he was – I think he was on Lucian multiple games. And I just mm-hmm. – I'm not a fan of Lucian right now. I think <laughs> – Lucian Nami has not looked good for me. I, it it yeah. felt like every fight that Teddy was going into, he'd run in, burst someone seventy five percent of the health, and, and then he would take pot shots at people for the rest of the shot, uh, the, yeah. the the team fight. But he just never could could get anything done. Yeah, and it just felt like that was the story of the series for me. For Teddy, was um, occasionally getting caught out, and then just getting in these team fights where he just couldn't make anything happen. Yeah, so just I, all Swedish no finish. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see if it's a it's a Lucian thing, if it's a Teddy thing, but I felt like over multiple games from both the LEC and the LCK that Lucian Nami is just it's not what not I want to see. You know? Yeah, not right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think especially with this new patch or I guess the new season, it's it's going to be really exciting to see what type of metas come out and what yeah. type of champions these guys hop onto. Uh, there's just a ton of different champions that I've seen play just over the. Some of the ma- or minor regions too that I've been watching, a little bit of the LLA and uh, like the LFL. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see kind of where the meta meta settles. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, meta changes and and what I do want to see, uh-huh. let's talk about let's talk about barrel. I barrel, talk dude. About KT Rollster. Is it still <laughs> Rollster? Or is it just KT? Uh, KT you know? Roll. I'm pretty sure KT Rollster. Okay. Well, yeah. L- l- let's talk about KT. Here's the thing <laughs> about KT. Every year, there's a big group of fans who are just mega KT fans, and oh, they yeah. get let down every year. Yeah. And I've escaped that so far because <laughs> there's never been a KT roster that's compelled me to the same level that I have been through other rosters. And yeah. part of that is I'm a big NA fan, so I, I care a lot more about the LCS rosters, and I pay attention to those more. Mm-hmm. But over the last couple of years, I've been paying attention to LCK some more. And still, these uh, KT rosters have just not been as compelling to me as some of the other rosters, the Gen Zs, yeah. the T1s, sometimes the damn ones, things like that. Mm-hmm. But this year, th- this power of friendship KT team, <laughs> the, the, the reunion of twenty twenty two. it is. The, yeah. the Pioshik deft barrel reunion. Oh, yeah. Uh, perfect up top BDD in, uh, in the mid lane. Yeah. This roster, the most fun game I've watched over the last five days was uh-huh. game two of KT Rolster yeah. um, versus, versus Fox. Oh, they, that, it was they so smoked fun. him too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first yeah. game was a lot closer, though, than I, than I was expecting. I yeah. mean, it wasn't exactly close because KT's macro was just unreal like they're just pushing side lanes the entire game yeah, but just a different level than, than yeah sure. i think that was like their first game jitters kind of getting that out of the way for sure which but, is expected yeah yeah they have a solid they have a solid team yeah i mean bd just, like you said just solid I, I, players all around 
I can't wait to see more of this roster. This is the first year where I think KT is my early favorite team in the LCK. I, really? I'll, I'll hold full judgment until we see a little <laughs> bit more. But there's just something so fun about watching Pioshik get back into the LCK. He's yeah. playing with Deft. He's playing with Barrel. Um, watching the Huey from from Barrel, yeah. The, the first game he has the most kills on his team. The T right after I think I think it was right after Deft. There's just there's something about these players playing together and and just like the power of friendship feeling that this yeah. team has that it gets me hyped. I love Perfect too. Their, yeah. their new Perfect top laner. Look, he, he looks good. he looked good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's not technically a rookie because I think he played a little bit last year, but uh-huh. he, he's a young guy. He's coming in, in the top lane. I was I have no idea what to expect from him, but he had two solid games. Yeah, I mean, was, he was I was. Yeah, he was on that Udyr the first game. Yep. just uh, what should we call it? Getting all the minions. Well, what is it? <laughs> what is it called when, when you uh, get the minions behind the turret? Oh, uh, proxy farming. Proxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Proxy farming. Just yeah. Being a menace he, out there. And his Cassante in game two was uh-huh. nuts. This guy was taking 1v2s. Uh, there's that clip of Pioshik going, wow, perfect. Yeah. This, <laughs> it, this guy was he was going crazy. It was it was really fun to watch. I think he he's going to compete with these top-level um, mm-hmm. top laners, I think. Yeah. I think he's already has it in him. Well, I mean, it, it's tough against Fox because Fox looked... A little jumbled. Uh, yeah. Execute came back from the LEC to play on this team, and he yep. looked uh, not great. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a little tough to judge against this team, but it's it's got me having some confidence in this team. Yeah. Well, I think down the line they're going to definitely be a team to watch. I mean, that chemistry is already there. Yeah. I think I've, there's a few little mechanical errors, like Prosik missed a few cues, you know, on Lee Sin first game where they could have had yeah. kills, but it doesn't really matter if your macros kicking the other team's butt so yeah and i i think that we see time and time again that a lot of these teams that that end up winning tournaments and um winning splits a lot of it is coming together at the right time and mm-hmm. having synergy and having um j- just being able to work together in a way that other teams can't yeah and it looks to me like this kt team is already in a place where they're more cohesive than a lot of these other teams are going mm-hmm. to be for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm interested to see if the cohesion that they're already showing and the um, their ability to work together, I wonder if that's going to continue to be an asset throughout the season, if that's going to grow, or if it's something that other teams are going to catch up to and pass them on. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, you have three world champions on your roster. I mean, yeah. these guys know how to play the game, and they've been oh, yeah. around for a while. So, yeah. I mean... One one thing I want to touch on before we move on from from KT is sure. Barrel is just an absolute Chad. He had oh my god! I mean, we we kind of already touched on it. He had ten yeah. kills, four deaths, and twenty seven assists in two games, both on Huey. Uh, just an absolute Chad. And the other thing, he plays windowed mode on stage. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> they, so they went back was... to the pro view, and this guy's got like you see Valorant, you see yeah. League of Legends. Like he's just on his desktop playing in yeah. this small, small little window. But that really <laughs> makes me wonder if, if that was just a spectator bug. If, if for some reason they were just showing a windowed mode, because if he's actually playing windowed, that's insane. That is the craziest thing, probably. Uh, you know, you've <laughs> seen clips of of fakers like camera movements and stuff. Yeah, but never have I ever 
seen windowed mode in yeah Coldplay. that's wild you got faker's apm and then you got barrel in windowed mode you know he's just playing gotcha games in the background right <laughs> yeah he's trying to, yeah he's trying to get genshin on yeah he's just tabbing back and up, forth yeah. yeah running back to lane see if he can alt tab over to genshin real quick <laughs> yeah exactly uh earlier last night dk or d plus played uh played bro as well and we saw the first pentakill in the LCK. That's right. And it was a former KT player in aiming who's honestly, I think this DK or this D plus roster is also going to be really solid. It's something. It was yeah. bro. So hard to tell off, off first uh, series. Yeah. But Lucid looked really good. And aiming's, aiming looks really good too. And obviously my, my Showmaker's only... Showmaker. So that that's that's that is the one thing, right? Is Showmaker talked? He was pretty vocal last year about how he was feeling um, less motivated for the game than he has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I noticed from these games that they just played is Showmaker's back, baby. Yeah, he, he, he's back in a big way. Like he yeah. he's out roaming. He's styling on people. Like yeah. this looks like a player who's. Be- back in the right headspace you know mm-hmm. he's winning the split like that's his mindset right is it's, yeah it's, he's back so just seeing showmaker back it's sad not to see him be back with canyon but yeah. just seeing that what looks like a showmaker who's back in form back in the right headspace and hopefully mm-hmm. happier than he was last year it, it's really exciting to see because when showmaker is on his game when he when he's in form he's oh. easily top two top three mid in lck always yeah so yeah i mean i think a change of scenery was just something that was needed for that whole roster they kind of went full super team mode last year obviously didn't work out yeah and now i'm excited to see how they kind of evolve throughout this season because i I really like the roster i really like king as well he had a rough split or a rough rough year last year but i mean d plus is always one of the premier organizations in the lck so yeah Hopefully, that'll help bring them all back up to shape. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. And man, is is D plus? They are the showmaker aiming show right now. Yeah. I don't know if oh. you saw the the damage graphs after game two, but Insane. it's pretty much showmaker and uh, and aiming tied for topping the damage charts. And it's just the two of them. Just you know, it's so crazy to see both of these players performing at such a high level. Mm-hmm. And I know aiming took home both player of the games for both yep. games but Couple i thought pogs. showmaker had just an incredible game too as well yeah no they they look really solid i'm really excited for them i think the the resurgence of showmaker is going to be awesome just for league fans in general like i'm yeah. excited just knowing that d plus is going to be kind of back in the mix for sure yeah yeah my my only thing is i felt like lucid was was playing well mm-hmm. but he seemed a little dis- disconnected from the team over yeah. the course of the series. So I think if they can, there was a few times where he was getting caught out or it seemed like he wanted to make a play that wasn't communicated to the rest of the team and mm-hmm. kind of, it, it looked like a run in the moment, but it, it was really just, I think a moment of just being disconnected from the rest of the team. Yeah. I think if lucid can get really on the same page as the, as the rest of the team, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, you don't just move on from Canyon if you don't have someone else in the pipeline, right? right. So, yeah, so uh, a lot to expect from this guy. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, one last team that I want to touch on, or okay, sure. two more teams that I want to touch on really sure. quick. Hanwell Life, love their roster as well. 
They, I mean, they have three of Genji's twenty-two or twenty twenty-three roster: Dorn, Peanut, and uh, Delight. And yeah. then, obviously, they have Viper, one of one of the best ADCs in the entire world, in my yeah. opinion. And Zeka, like, you know, a little inconsistent, but you know what his peak is. So yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's hard not to root for those guys as well. Uh, but the last team that I kind of want to hit on is is Kwandong Freaks. Because they were T1's training partners during Worlds. That's right. So they pretty much kept their entire roster, except they added Cuz off KT. And I think Cuz was honestly one of the better junglers last last season. Oh yeah, no, I think Cuz, I think Cuz really got the short end of the stick. Like compared to all other players in the off season period, mm-hmm. I think Cuz really got. The, the short end of the stick. I thought he was one of the better junglers at Worlds. I, yeah. I thought that his Worlds performance was pr- pretty outstanding compared to his own performance before and compared <laughs> to the other junglers at the tournament. Yeah. I mean, from what I heard, like, Kwandong was just absolutely shitting on everybody, like, in scrims and whatnot, and obviously training with T1 as they're aiming for a Worlds trophy. Uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of pretty good League of Legends just scrimming those guys. So I'm excited for those guys. They, I think they play tonight or maybe tomorrow night. Who do um, they play? It's gotta be Hanwa. Let's that see. Sounds right. Yeah. Cause they're the only two teams that haven't played yet. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think who's, who else is left? It's just them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Right. Just, uh, Kwangdong and Hanwa. That's yeah. going to be an interesting game because, yeah. There's a lot of high expectations coming in on on HLE as well. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to be expected with the roster that they've put together, the the Genji Part Two almost. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this Kwangdong Freaks team, which last year there was no expectations of. Yeah. People had, you know, no real interest in on a, on a global level usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I've I've heard these same rumors that when they were scrimming T1 for World's Finals and when they were just scrimming teams during that world's period that they were monsters. Yeah. And so seeing this team, you know, not exactly run it back, but more or less run it back with cuz mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I think if we're talking about for my money, if we're talking about a team that's going to upset and get into that top five when, when they're not expected to, I think Kwangdong might, might be that team. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I think what everyone's saying, like we kind of have to take that at face value. I mean, they're the ones playing the game, so whatever whatever they're saying, surely, uh, yeah. you know, must be on par. Uh, yeah. I want to just move on really quickly to the LPL. There's not too much sure. about the LPL, uh, but since we were talking about all these rookies and young guys that were coming up in the LCK, I just want to bring up JDG Shear, who is their mm. 17-year-old top laner. Crazy, but he looks like he's in middle school still. uh but of course the demacia cup happened in the preseason and it was you know you you would have guessed it jdg and blg in the finals um surprise surprise yeah surprise obviously jdg didn't have their full roster playing uh blg pretty much had everyone going but i think that was a fun little tournament we got to see a lot of the new new guys on new teams obviously knight and yagao switched uh between jdg and blg 369 went Back to uh, top esports, rookie moved over to uh, ninjas, ninjas in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting team that is, too. Yeah, huh? yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, any team that's got rookie on it is automatically oh. going to have eyes. But yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting little roster. Yeah, for sure. And then rare Adam 
that's the one team out of the LPL that I think might surprise some people this year. It's really? it's a seventeen team league, but right. RA beat LNG with pretty much you know LNG's full roster, and so they beat him in the quarterfinals at the Demacia Cup. And I don't know, Vikla has been looking okay. Uh, they have Zhao Zhao Shu yeah. in the top lane. Like I don't know if it's just they're playing well together or. LNG just had a off series, but you know, RA might be a sleeper team to kind of look at in the LPL. That's interesting because it's really not, there, there's not a lot of big names on there that you'd expect to be competing, especially in the LPL, which is mm-hmm. this huge, huge um, tournament of teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, 17 teams is, is an insane amount of teams <laughs> to battle through. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to hear you say that a, a team of, players that you wouldn't assume are, are mm-hmm. going to challenge for anything might be a sleeper pick to, to get up there. Yeah. They look and really good throughout the Demacia Cup. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Viclo was rookie of the year two, only two years ago in the LCK. Right. That's right. So, I mean, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, he didn't look too good on, on FlyQuest. That was, <laughs> it's so hard to tell what any of those players are going to look like because yeah. the the roster was so good on paper mm-hmm. and it was such a catastrophe yeah. when it actually came down to it. So hearing that Vikla might be coming back to form, like you said, or, or that he's looking pretty decent almost doesn't surprise me that much because mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier with some of these LCK teams, it, it might just be a, a change of... Um, change of pace just yeah. move to a new team be in a new environment we might see vikla back to his rookie of the split kind of ways yeah yeah you never know i mean league we'll is it's a it's a year by year game for sure the med is yeah. always changing someone else is always in the mix for the top player every year yep. so it's gonna be interesting to kind of see how everything plays out in the lpl obviously there's not too much really out yet for the lpl but sure just some of those you know, those are some pretty major roster changes, I'd say, <laughs> to come out of yeah. the LPL. To, to put it lightly. Yeah. Well, I, I say let's get into the LAC a little bit because yeah. that's where we've had, you know, we're, we're, we're three games deep for each mm-hmm. team already. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to get into the LAC, talk a little bit about my big surprises. Um, I think the first team I want to go to is SK, actually. Okay. Uh, this is a split where coming in, everyone had G2 as runaway favorites. That mm-hmm. They were supposed to dominate the entire league. Yeah. And then there's a middle of the pack that's kind of fighting for, for scraps underneath G2, trying to figure itself out. And then a bottom couple of teams where people are like, eh, not, yeah. not so excited. Yeah. Uh, and in this league, uh, SK is the only 3-0 team. Yeah. And they did it in, I think... What's not being talked about enough, a pretty dominant fashion. It, yeah. These games that they're playing were, were not close. It, and I think that's really off the back of um, Niski enabling mm-hmm. Isma. Isma is their, is their new jungler. Okay. Uh, Irrelevant is looking relevant insane <laughs> he's looking incredibly relevant yeah um I, I right now i think the guy is looking like the best top laner in the league he is really he is gapping like everyone he's played against and wow. i i think I'll, I'll hold off more judgment until we see him play some of these other big name teams the g2s and the, the fanatics that kind mm-hmm. of thing but uh I know 
KDA isn't really like a determiner of how good a player is, but it, uh-huh. it's something interesting to look at. Yeah. Uh, and I know that they're 3-0, so it's going to be obviously uh, slanted a little bit towards them because they didn't have any losses. Mm-hmm. But this guy, he has like a 14.5 KDA. He has like <laughs> triple the next highest or something. Like he's Holy just putting out numbers in their wins. So it, it's crazy to me that with just a couple changes in this team that it's really – just a, a a different SK. Altogether. Yeah, I mean they didn't even they were solid in the winter split. I want to say. I think that's right. Yeah, and then they kind of just faltered in the summer, and they yeah. found themselves out of the playoff race for for Worlds. Yeah, but I I actually don't really recognize a lot of these names. Exekick and Dos. Yeah. Are is there is their team a lot of rookies, or just like kind of some moving pieces? That- that played last year. So I think Mexican, I I might be wrong here. I want to say Doss had some time before last year where he came in and out as a, as a sub or played Mm. just like a um, part of a split on some other teams in the past. Uh Uh, But Exekick was, was a new player uh, last year. I think irrelevant. I don't know the relevant was a rookie, but he's, he, you know, he's been playing for a year or just, just over maybe two years now. Uh Um, And then, you know, Isma is a, is a complete rookie in the mid lane yeah. who's the rock mm-hmm. and i think with with a performance like this out of sk um i just i go back to niski again because i think he's people give him credit yeah but i still think he's one of the most underrated players in in the west right now i think yeah. people talk about how he enables his junglers uh, and how he can make that work mm-hmm. but I don't think you can ever give this guy enough credit. Like there, no one had SK going three Oh, no one had SK in the top five. for the most Yeah. Part. SK w- was considered to be a bottom half team okay. by most people. Yeah. And they're blowing people out of the water. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their match list as well. They did yep. have fanatic. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, they took yeah, down fanatic. They got a, the Niski got a, a rematch with his old squad. That's right. And then, Rogue too isn't isn't Rogue supposed to be pretty good this year? We thought so. <laughs> I, if we're gonna talk about Rogue, I I don't have much to say. Okay. I'm pretty uninspired by this yeah. team so far. I think they got a real reality check. They went one and two. Uh-huh. Um, they they had a decent uh, a win against G two, which okay. was a surprise because yeah. everyone was expecting that G two is going to be the team, yeah, powerhouse, but. It's very G two to be two and zero against a zero two rogue and then lose that game. That's, mm-hmm. that's a G two classic. So yeah, <laughs> uh, is it a write off? No, but you know it, it's not that surprising. Yeah, um, but I just yeah, I think I'm I'm a little uninspired by rogue right now. It's nice okay. to have him back in the league, but uh, I, I don't have a lot to say about him. Yeah, another team I kind of want to hear your thoughts about is uh, Heretics. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you look at that roster. Yeah, it's a you know, it's it's an it's, older roster. It's G two twenty nineteen running. It yeah, back. Um, <laughs> they looked not great in their not first great. game. They okay. got pretty shut out by Mad, which okay. was another team. Uh, we're gonna get to Mad Lions. They okay. they deserve some some conversation. Mad Lions and KC, we're we're coming for that conversation. But uh-huh. If we're talking about Team Heretics, um, they looked pretty not great in their first loss against mad and then they came back with two wins so maybe they're not completely washed boomers yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but they're they're an interesting team as well i'm i'm not that impressed by perks Uh i think since 
maybe even since he left G2, I've Hasn't not been, been that impressed. Yeah. He was good on Cloud9, uh-huh. but not inspiring. Yeah. And then he's jumped around Europe and not been... Jumped around. He was on Vitality. Now he's on Team Heretics. Uh-huh. But it, he's really not inspired me. I think y- Yankos is always solid. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not that surprised that we saw some good performances out of Yankos. Mm-hmm. I think the, the other major interesting story out of Team Heretics is, is Wonder. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard from, from his teammates, from interviews, he quit WoW to spam League, which really? is crazy because all the stories that we hear about wonder for the past five years or whatever it is is that this guy just spams world of warcraft all the time and then shows up for games and, and shits on people for the most part he's the european uh, wow. barrel yeah, exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but he's league to fund as well like, yeah but from what it sounds like he's he's quit wow wow and he's he's spamming league and he's practicing um and I don't know. I think Wonder is in pretty good shape. He looked really good on Fnatic when he was uh-huh. helping them qualify for Worlds last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And I think he's looking good on this Team Heretics roster, too. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll see how those guys do this weekend. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to Mad Lions? Because Mad Lions we have to. went 2-1. and one. But this is a big 2-1. This yeah. is not... This is not a... a, a Oh, it's a two-one. They they did a little above average. This was a massive overperformance. Pretty much, if you ask anyone, this is mm-hmm. a huge overperformance. Uh, going into the split, Mad Lions was expected to be pretty much last, yeah. second to last. People had them bottom three. Pretty, yeah. pretty much everyone, any tier list you look at, was going to have them bottom three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they came out swinging. They they absolutely came out swinging. Uh, El Yoya, man, you. You cannot underestimate this guy. He's I'd, leading yeah. a crew of just four rookies, and and they're they're two one, and we we have to talk about this Mad Lions uh, uh, KC game because on the other side of this coin is KC who are zero three, mm-hmm. one of the only teams that's zero three. Huge expectations, huge upset again. This is supposed to be an, a, a roster that upset is going to thrive on. Mm-hmm. Um, every year, people talk about, "Oh, upset is so jailed. This guy is insane. He's putting up numbers, but he's just so jailed by his roster." Uh-huh. Kind of hard to say he's jailed by this KC roster. They, yeah, you know, he's got Bo um, Saken in the mid lane. Saken, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry if I if I butchered that. Um, <laughs> he's he's got. Uh, Kabochar in the top lane, he's got pieces around him that should make this work, and they're 0-3. Mm-hmm. But this Mad Lions-KC um, game, I don't know if you heard about this game. It was it was nuts. Th- this game, almost by itself, makes me think, and this is another thing I want to talk about, that we might be in for a, for an esports renaissance. Really? Because the, the, the numbers that this brought was insane. Um, yeah. I, I wish I had it more up like in for, front of Like for me. viewership. For viewership. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, so, I know KC is probably, aside from you know the G2 and Fnatic side, probably the most followed team now that's in the LEC. Yeah. Right? They, they, I don't know. I haven't checked their follower counts, but they're, if they're not third, they're higher. Yeah. So yeah. They have a, like a cult following. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty hype seeing something like that through the LEC. It, it gives me you know football vibes. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, yeah, it's pretty wall. awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the game was on a Monday. Uh-huh. And across league viewership on Twitch, it, it was at 800K viewers 
on a Monday. 800,000 viewers? For a best of one on a Monday. What? That's how many viewers they pulled. That's... They had, I think, I think Ebai and, uh, oh, I'm going to forget his name now. I thought I wasn't going to forget his name. I don't remember who it was. But there was, there was multiple streamers who uh-huh. had over 100K really? on their streams during this game. I think Ebai hit 220 or something like that when I checked. Oh, wow. um, and then you have the the mainstream viewership, Cadrill viewership, mm-hmm. um, and a number of other places. But altogether, all in on Twitch, I think it was just Twitch alone, was like almost 800K viewers for that's, the one on a Monday. That's crazy. That's insane, insane viewership yeah. for a Monday LEC. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was that big of a game, like that most that viewed. Yeah. So they, they broke... I, I believe the record they broke was most viewership for a best of one in the LEC, period. Oh, wow. Um, w- which is insane. Uh, and they're, they're just... They're putting up numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think having a rivalry like that, that's the other part. Yeah. The, the Spain versus France. Yeah, yeah. The, having this, like, regional rivalry is just bringing fans in in force it's something that we don't have in north america Mm -hmm. that really has been built up over the last couple of years in europe um just just like the anticipation for having these teams get into the league and then the the ability to see these these regional teams play against each other with like the mostly spanish roster on on mad and then the mostly Mm -hmm. french roster of kc yeah uh it's when people talk about um, ways to drive viewership. I mean, that's not a I lot mean, more you can ask for. Yeah, the other. I mean, one thing I want to bring up is in Europe, right? They don't have, aside from football, they don't have too many major sports leagues like in North America. And I, I say the same sure. thing about the LPL and LCK. Mm-hmm. The reason why those three leagues are so successful, I think, is because they don't have you know any major sports, professional sports. Right. They obviously yeah. they have their own regional leagues, but nothing on the level of like the NBA, MLB or NHL. That's interesting. Right. So yeah. a lot of those followers that would be, you know, like none of my buddies who are from the States or Canada know much about League of Legends. Right. But I'm sure a lot of the people from Britain, France, Spain, they all know about League of Legends just because these are their country's teams, basically. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the LCK. Like I had, I had the chance to go out to an LCK game last year. That's right. And it's crazy the fans that are there. Like they're just everyday Korean, you know, Korean people. Um but they sell out like within minutes their tickets. And there's just insane. so much following and such a big community surrounding League of Legends in those three regions that I think what you're saying about a, a League of Legends renaissance. I think if that continues, at least in Europe, I mean, obviously the LPL and LCK, their viewership numbers are pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, if that can continue in Europe, though, we'll see a ton of new talent coming out of the LEC. Yeah, that, that would be huge. And I think we can talk about this this renaissance idea from Korea as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the This best of three between Gen G and T1 uh, they just broke a record too. I think they oh, they really? had one point one or one point three million views <laughs> on that series, which is even more than they had in Europe. I mean, yeah. like, it, it's bigger in Korea, so I guess that's somewhat to be expected. But mm-hmm. 
one point, I think it was somewhere in the 1.1 to 1.3 range. That's... Having that many viewers on just a, a start of season best of three, that's wild. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of people. I mean, for any Western viewers, that game was at 4.30, or no, 2.30 in the morning. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're yeah. in California, so, I mean, that ranges from 2.30 to 5.30 in the United States and Canada. Yeah. So to have a million people watching, because, you know, not a lot of them are on Twitch because Twitch is banned in Korea. So those right. are pretty much all out of Korea yeah. viewers, which is insane because everything goes off of Africa over there. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just really, really insane numbers coming out of LEC and LCK so far, which after so many years of doom and gloom, um, especially since COVID and especially in North America, mm-hmm. it's so nice to be breaking viewership records, even though it's not in NA. And we'll see what happens with an eight-team LCS, yeah. losing teams, potentially losing fans. At least we're back on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's nice to see that in the two leagues that have both gone so far, both of them have brought And that's really exciting to me as a fan. I think a lot of fans came back when they saw that T1 and Faker one worlds you know i think a lot of people grew up on the old faker you know 2013 2015 i wasn't too into league of legends at the time but anyone who's you know who grew up during that time and was a league of legends fan like faker was a bonafide superstar in like the entire world yeah you know so it's cool seeing him get his his world you know his fourth one yeah. And uh, I think that's also a reason or a contributing factor for that, like, renaissance that we're seeing. I, I believe it. I bet. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something to be said for having the most popular player and the most popular team win the world championship. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I would I would bet money that you're right, that seeing Faker get that trophy again after, you know, it's been so many years. And yeah. With 10 years between his, his trophies. I would bet you're right. I yeah. bet you're right. That's bringing people back. Yeah. Speaking of, Just, oh yeah. So speaking of new viewers and like changes that are coming, I kind of want to hit on the LCS. If unless sure. there's anything else you want to bring up about the LC, LEC, I don't think I think we covered most of it. Yeah. There's a couple other teams we didn't really talk about, but um, I don't have much to say about them. So yeah, let's let's go LCS. Yeah. Yeah. I think the LCS is going to be really exciting as a. You know, yeah. as someone from California, <laughs> I'm really excited to see how these changes are going to impact the LCS and kind of how it grows because of it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I think an eight-team league, it, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really curious to see how shaving down the league, th- there's really two main pools of thought right now which is one it's condensing the league you're only going to get better players it's going to be higher quality games better teams and the other people who are saying uh, there's people who always say this but it's you know lcs is dying the league is dying we're you know we're just letting go of teams now like we're, we're going nowhere fast the players that are on the teams now aren't even the best players there's you know budget cuts and we're getting rid of the nacl and yada 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 so I'll be really interested to see which one of the two it is. Is yeah. it, do, do we show up on Saturday? Do we watch the games and do we see some really sketchy looking games with low viewership or do we have fans that come out in force and start repping their teams and, and, you know, we're back on the weekends. We're at a good time slot. Are we going to mm-hmm. start seeing a lot more viewership? Yeah. Um, I think 
Saturday is going to be really a telltale moment. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm really excited for uh, for Mark Z too. Yeah, I mean that's a you know congrats to him on oh, on huge. becoming the new commissioner. That's a I'm really excited, obviously because we see him all the time casting, yeah. and you know we've kind of gotten to know him over the years, and I think what he's going to be bringing to the table, like already what he what he kind of showed off in that video, that little changes video i love everything that they're kind of implementing yeah 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 no i i think that's that's worth talking about too is um the live patch yeah update the, the, the fact that lcs is going to be, gonna be the only region that's playing on live patch mm-hmm. and nacl is playing on that too yeah. huge um i think one of the things that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit and i, I can understand why a little bit but is the the nacl changes um yeah. For one, they're being played directly after the LCS now. So mm-hmm. going straight into the NACL, people who are yeah. just going to stick on and watch them because why not? Uh, but we are also seeing that they're also playing live patch, which is huge. So it's another reason, you know, if, if there's people in other regions who want to see the game being played on live patch, the only place to go do that now is LCS or NACL. So yeah. I can see that driving viewership, especially from other regions, too. Um, and then the other thing for the NACL is uh, Fearless Draft, yep. which is going to be really interesting. That's going to be super fun to watch. Yeah, the first Western, uh, first Western region, I guess, to, yeah. to implement, to implement that Fearless full time. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that style of draft. Just because you know, there's so many champions in the game now, <laughs> right? Right. So I mean, might as well get to see them all on stage, you know. Yeah, and for for people who don't know what Fearless Draft is, it's uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe it's once a champion is played by a team, they can't pick it again for the rest of the series. Yeah, I, from right? what I understand, I think that's that's how it works. So there's going to yeah. be 20 champions every single game that are just taken off the list. Yeah, which right? for, or for or there's still bans. There's still bans. Yeah. Okay. But, also, once you play a champion, it's off the table for yeah, the okay. series. So it's going to be really interesting, especially for a developmental league, mm-hmm. where it forces these NACL players to have a wider champ pool because you can't just play. You can't be Arma, who is the the you know plays three champions, Dino Nar, regular Nar, and um, <laughs> and I don't know, Gentleman Nar, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like you, you you can't be a one trick in the mm-hmm. league. You you can't have a champion pool of of two or three yeah. or whatever you have to have these bigger champion pools uh which is going to hopefully fingers crossed is going to mean we get more diverse um players in the lcs and and people who are able to play more things mm-hmm. uh and hopefully that means a more interesting league and uh more successful players yeah so i'm i'm really excited to see how that works out me too i think in com- like in combination with the live patches as well that's gonna be awesome to see yeah I think there's gonna be a lot of pretty fun team comps that we're going to be seeing over the next couple months here yeah. at least in the if challengers you, league if you think about it the nacl is going to be one of the most unique um ecosystems mm-hmm. in the whole world of league esports they're, yeah. they're the only region that's live patch and fearless yeah, yeah. i mean I'll, yeah i think that's going to be one of the biggest things just for the sport in general who knows how that you know other leagues other regions are going to try to implement some of the strategies that the lcs is taking on here just for their own sake and man do i have my fingers crossed that it's a good thing <laughs> yeah me too I, I, me too th- there's so many na doubters and uh some people might say for good w- with good reason but i you know 
I don't, I'm not ready for this league to die. I, no. I think we've still got some, some fight in us. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it, and it takes us, too. You know, it takes the fans to, to keep it going. And so yeah. hopefully something like this, you know, keeps the American or at least the North American, <laughs> uh, you know, fans. Alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, all chat. This podcast, we're, we're saving North America. Yeah. We're, um, single-handedly, <laughs> we're going to save uh, the LCS and North American esports. Yeah, so. we're. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon early. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You heard uh, it here first. Yeah, get in here now. Yeah. Start investing because <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, we're saving NA. <laughs> One step uh, at a time, right? One step at yeah. a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we're, we're getting close to wrapping up time. But yeah. um, real quick before we go, I do want to touch on a couple of the LCS rosters. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, we yeah. can't end the podcast without talking about cloud the guys that you're repping right now (laughs) the boys in blue we have to talk about it yeah exactly no this roster is different (laughs) they can be gross it it could be so it's tough to know because it's basically a super team yeah so is it going to go up in flames or are we going to see the most insane stacked roster of all time and it it, you know time will tell but it's so hard to find a reason not to root for these guys now too Mm -hmm. because fudge uh, Blabber, Jojo, Berserker, Vulcan. Yeah. You have three native NA players. Yep. You have Fudge in the top lane, who's from uh, OCE, but is you know now because basically whatever, you know an basically NA talent, yeah, an, an NA talent. And then Berserker, who has shown internationally that he stacks up against the best ADCs in the world, mm-hmm. and he can go toe to toe. You know, he was on T1 Academy before he came over to the LCS, and he can go toe to toe with these international AD carries. So yeah, the, you've got. The one of, if not the best junglers NA has ever seen. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, JoJo, who's come in and absolutely destroyed the league and yep. is looking like hands down the best mid laner. Mm-hmm. You have an ADC who can compete internationally. Yep. Vulcan is easily a top five all time LCS support. Yep. Um, I would have him maybe top three, something like that, but he's incredible. Yeah. Love the guy. He's my favorite support by far. Uh-huh. And then Fudge, who. People love to get down on Fudge. People love to say, kick Fudge, get this guy out of here. He can't do anything. And they get really narrow-minded about his international performances, I think. I think Mm -hmm. people see the way that he plays internationally uh, and how he doesn't always stack up the way that they're hoping that he does. And they think it's a reason that he should be off the team. But this guy just demolishes domestically. You're not finding a better... Top laner. Uh, d- domestic top laner. Yeah. You're not. 100%. I mean, he's basically been, you know, top two top laners for the entire LCS over the past, what, two seasons? Two or three years. Yeah, yeah, two, three years. Yeah. Like, this guy's not a, he's not a pushover. You know, obviously, internationally, he might have his struggles, but I mean, that's all of North America, you know? Right. Yeah. You I can't mean, just pin it all on him. Yeah. Just because well, C9's the favorite you know, team to come out. Yeah. We're, we're, what we're going to say double lift. Isn't a great, but we should kick double lift because he went Oh six at worlds uh, on that, that TSM run. Like uh-huh. we're not, we're not doing that. It's, yeah. It's, NA has struggles at worlds. Fudge specifically sometimes has struggles at worlds, mm-hmm. but 
he's only been in the league for, I mean, okay, he's been in the league for a few years now. I, I won't try and make it sound like he's been uh, in the <laughs> he's a ro- for a while. Like a rookie, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's definitely one of the old, uh, older players on this team. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, the guy, there's nothing that more you can say about his domestic performance. He's up there with impact in someday. For the mm-hmm. longest time, it's been um, impact in someday, someday are the bar. If yeah. you can't hang with impact in someday, you, you can't hang. Yeah. And, and Fudge is always up there. He's always competing. Uh, and that, that interestingly segues a little bit into another roster that I'm interested in talking about, which is this TL lineup uh-huh. with Impact being um, back on his, on his squad. Yeah, um, yeah. coming in as well. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see how Impact is going to do on this TL lineup mm-hmm. because um, for, for people who didn't see it, when he was rumored to be on this team, when he was in talks, he tweeted mm-hmm. something about being home. He was back home, right? So. Uh-huh seeing him be so passionate about going back to TL um, is the LCS in danger of TL taking over again? Maybe. I don't know. Are they going to compete? It seems like they might. I think they have a really good chance to be a top three team yeah. in the LCS. Yeah. Umpty for me was really solid on bro last year. Mm-hmm. I think he was one of the more underrated junglers within the L- like the LCK. Uh, yeah. I mean, LCK is a very top-heavy league, but every player that's playing in the LCK is, you know, a good player, no matter you know one through ten from T1 yeah. to to Nongshim, right? So, I think Umti is going to be a huge piece for these guys. APA is going to have you know half a season under his belt now. He's not coming in and trying to be, uh, you know, the saving yeah. grace of their team. And Yan too, he's going to have you know he has a full year under his belt now too. I think. Once he builds up his confidence, that's going to be so big for this team and just yeah. for him personally. And then you have Core JJ, who's yeah. just the, the staple, the glue of the team. But exactly. I, there's been some really interesting conversations about TL, and I think, I think you're right. I think there's um, a lot of reason to believe that this is a top three team competing for a trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... APA and uh, and Yon are question marks for mm-hmm. sure, especially APA. I think there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions about APA. Yeah, champion um, pool, <laughs> champion pool being yeah. a big one. Past teammates will, will will tell you that vocally on Twitter. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this guy he could be if he can continue the growth that I think we've seen from him so far. I think we could be looking at another mid laner that's a staple of the LCS. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy was in college a year ago. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't just count someone out after half a year in right. the league. It, it's know? hard to say where he's going to be. And yeah. we can talk about his world performance. We can talk about his limited chance pool. But for being a rookie, like, I think this guy has a – and especially when you have Impact and uh, Core JJ mm-hmm. on your team as your rocks, you can't have better veteran talent – to, to build up these new guys than impacting core JJ. Yeah. Like, come on, you know, <laughs> these mean, guys are, are, are veterans of, uh, of the LCS at this point, they were huge in the LCK and they, they've just been monsters their entire career. So mm-hmm. I think there, there's a lot that APA can learn from this team. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's two world champions now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Impact and Core JJ, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys know how to get it done. Yeah. I think APA, like you said, there's a lot to be learned from those guys. And same with same with Yon, you know? Yeah. 
I think having a full season with Core JJ, obviously they both speak Korean, so that's there's no language barrier there. Mm-hmm. And I think this next season he's going to be a completely different player. I haven't seen too much about him, like any of his streams or anything, but I think just having anytime you're a rookie in any league, like I'm a huge fan of professional, like you know, hockey, baseball, basketball. That anytime you're a rookie, you're not expected to go in and just dominate, like. Right. You might get your hopes up because you have like a Pays or a, a Jojo Pune, you know? Yep. But those guys are one-offs, and some guys yeah. need a little more time to develop. And I think yeah. uh, Jan is going to have that time and really show out this year. And it's fully possible that either one of these guys, we, we've seen their peak and that they're, they're at where they're going to get to. But I, I'm going to hold out judgment. I, I think we we, we got to see at least another split before yeah. we can make any kind of judgments on these guys. Exactly. Um, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the other two big names, the LCS right now, in FlyQuest and NRG. Mm-hmm. Um, NRG is the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. These guys... They're basically running it back. Basically, basically. running it back with Huhi, which... Yeah. For I think is money, an upgrade. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. Nothing bad to say about Ignar. I actually yeah. th- I thought... Ignar overperformed my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a personal thing. Maybe other people had him rated differently than I did. But I thought from from, from my perspective, he overperformed my expectations. Mm-hmm. But again, there's something to be said about these power of friendship teams. Yeah. And I think bringing FBI and Huhi back together after they played on Golden Guardians, after they played on 100 Thieves together, yeah. I think bringing them back into the same org with a team that's already so cohes- cohesive with this mm-hmm. topside contract Stokla Palafox, yeah. I think you've got a really solid roster. And th- this is a team that's had no expectations basically ever, ever. 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 <laughs> and they were the best uh, Western team at Worlds, at Worlds yeah. by a long shot. Long shot. It's just a bunch of misfits, you know, the guys that no yeah. one wanted, right? Yeah. I mean, heck, and CLG, you know, once they folded, it was like, okay, well, where are these guys going to go? Right. And then here comes NRG. Yeah. Pick them all up. And they're but doing it. Yeah. I think it's... doing the thing. Yeah. I think, again, power friendship, that's going to yeah. be uh, a big factor for those guys. Yeah. And, and we're going to see a C9 versus NRG game right off the bat. Yeah. Which is going to be fascinating to watch. I'm so excited to watch oh, yeah. that game. I think it's going to be an absolute banger. But I, I know a lot of people have NRG power ranked second underneath this Cloud9 team, which mm. understandably when you see this Cloud9 li- lineup, but yeah. you can't camp- count out this NRG team. Yeah. I mean, that they're... Their win over G two at Worlds too. Dominant. I, I still go back and watch that. That's yeah. like that's my World Finals. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> as, a, exactly. as a as an LCS fan. Yeah. That was the best. Just that for our own pride awesome. too. <laughs> yeah. And man, contracts in that series. Oh my god. Him and Palafox were unreal. Unreal. He was one of the best Jarvins mm-hmm. at Worlds. Yeah. He might have been the best Jarvin. And Palafox in looked that insane on Nico too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably one of the more fun Nikos that we got to see. Yeah. That's an interesting point too, is that we're seeing a lot of Nico right now in both LEC and LCK. Mm-hmm. And we have some pretty good Nikos in the LCS, yeah. which is pretty exciting to me to see native NA talent mid laners who are good at one of the popular picks right now, uh-huh. like Palafox and APA to yeah. some extent yeah. are known for their Nikos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure Jojo Pion has a, a Nico. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the other guys do too, but like we have multiple mid laners who are, are known for this champ, mm-hmm. which to me is really exciting because yeah. 
I, I think there's a possibility that, especially if it, if it becomes popular over this next year and they continue to play it, that they, they have a real shot at uh, competing uh, internationally with this champ. Mm-hmm. I mean, APA was the one during Worlds basically spilling all the beans about Nico's secrets. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. And then we yeah. saw it literally, what is it, a game later with G2. When That's Caps, right. you know, turned into the, to the cannon minion. Yeah. And tanked the, the entire, like, tanked, what, six turret shots? Like, some insane, just the most contentious play of Worlds. Maybe yeah. People were pissed, but it was sick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta, like, that's part of the game, you know? And yeah. APA was the guy that, you know, figured that out. Yeah. Or which at, is, at least was telling people about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean... I think those three teams yeah. absolutely are going to be competing. And then we got to talk about this FlyQuest lineup mm-hmm. because it's a brand Rippo new look inspired Jensen, Masu, uh, Busio. They, yeah. they, you know, talk about a Bud Light Ace. We got uh-huh. five new players coming in. Yep. Um, we have multiple players who weren't playing either in the LCS or uh, at all last yeah. year. Uh, inspired and Whippo. On the bench, doing mm-hmm. nothing last yeah. year. Uh, Masu just came out of the NACL, and f- from my understanding, very, very little competitive experience. He's, oh, really? he's had a trajectory like this. He, he's just shot up through the ranks. Uh-huh. Um, was the, the most, I think he, he won the um, most valuable prospect award in, in uh, the NACL. Oh, wow. And you have him joined by these two guys who've been on the bench, Jensen who has only ever missed Worlds once with Dig last year, but that uh-huh. was a disaster that for another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Busio, who yeah. looked solid on 100 Thieves mm-hmm. and is looking, again, like one of these next-gen LCS talents. Yeah. I think they're going to be a team to watch for sure. I mean, obviously everyone's going to be a little curious how they how they show up the first, yeah. uh, first weekend here. But, I mean, it's a complete 180 from last year's FlyQuest team. Sure. It was... They're trying to, you know, basically have that super team. Yeah. Uh, but now they're kind of now it's now it's the blend of old and new talent right now. Yeah. So I think when you have something like that, there's always something to learn from from those older guys for the young guys, and even vice versa. Like those old guys can learn something from the new guys. And yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. going to be pretty cool to see how that team kind of evolves throughout the split. I think that uh, inspired coming in is going to be probably the most interesting player for me to watch in this <laughs> opening weekend uh, aside from these big games of like cloud nine and NRG and and all that um seeing what level inspired is playing at is going to be really interesting because uh he went back to back mvps in lec and lcs and then <laughs> disappeared yeah for a year yeah so he he was taking the the league by storm yeah and then he's gone so having him come back, is he going to be a, you know, a top jungler in the league or is he going to come back and look like a player who's been on a break for a year? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the answer is. I have no yeah. idea what the answer is to that. I, only time will tell for that, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. I think these, these top four, uh, for my money, they're the top four teams. I mm-hmm. think C9, NRG, FlyQuest, TL are, are looking like the top four. And I think it's going to be a really interesting top four mix. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm not excited about the other four teams as much. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but the top four, the top four, they're, I'm really excited they're pretty, yeah, they're going to be exciting to watch. I think there's some guys here and there on, on the bottom four teams that, you know, could kind of hit on 
like a quid. There's yeah. a lot of guys that came from DSG who yeah. obviously won NACL last year. Um, a lot of those guys got the call up, but yeah, not too many exciting names or moves when you kind of look at the top four teams yeah. and how they're shaped up. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if we're going to hit on any other names, we got to hit on sniper. Mm-hmm. He's finally in the league. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this guy has been hyped up since the 100X days. Uh-huh. He's been a challenger <laughs> player since he was like 13 or, or something like that. Sounds He's silly. Um, coming in at like the lowest age that you can be in the LCS. Mm-hmm. So seeing him in the league is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Dignitas is, is interesting to me, too. Um, having Dove come in with Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see more of these uh, LCK imports with Castle and Mask mm-hmm. coming into Immortals and Ole, mm-hmm. of all people, coming back to the LCS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about these moves. They're, if, if they're players who are coming into the LCS and they want to build a career here and they're you know, intent on improving and working with these teams, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. If, if, they're, if they're here to make the league better, if they're here to, to make, make it happen, then you know, having these um, LCK Imports. players come over is going to be really interesting. Yeah. But if we see what we've been seeing from the past couple of years where we have these players who come in and are basically mercenaries for a year and then leave, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to get excited. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I would much rather see... Homegrown talent. Come out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm loving the Masu coming mm-hmm. up. I'm loving um, Yeon getting another chance. APA getting another chance. Yeah. Insanity getting another chance. Zazel coming up. Fate mm-hmm. God getting back into the league. Yeah. These are moves that like a lot of people not so certain about how good are they going to be. But it's exciting to me because it feels like there's uh, a chance for these players to be in the league for a while and mm-hmm. to, to be um, mainstays. Yeah, and I think it's definitely a new generation that's kind of coming up here, and it's all oh, almost sure. all of it's homegrown. Yeah, at least you know played in the NACL at one point, uh, making their LCS debuts. I think yeah. it's gonna be like that's just huge for you know people looking up to these guys too. You know. Oh yeah, big time. So. I think anytime you can have more homegrown talent, I mean, anytime someone gets drafted to their hometown team, right? That's, you know, one of the the biggest deals for that city. And so I think for North America, having more NA talent and obviously the imports are, you know, it's cool when they come over, like, you know, the Piosik experiment was cool. Yeah. But I mean, as you can see, it it doesn't always work out the way you think. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see how, how these young guys perform. It'll be an interesting league, yeah, for, for sure. And as much as to me, it feels like a top four, bottom four league. Um, I'm I'm excited even to be proven wrong about that. Yeah, uh, I would love if if I was proven wrong about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't love to see collapses from these teams. Yeah, but I would love to see some of these teams that I'm not as excited about um, coming out proving with... that they're that they're up there. Yeah, coming out with competitive rosters and yeah. playing competitive games against some of these top guys. I think that's what the league needs more of. Like we don't need teams Absolutely. going, you know, oh and sixteen in a split. Right. Yeah. The more parity we can get, the better. And I think yeah. that's why going down to the eight teams is also gonna be you know, it might suck right now, but 
I think in the long run right now, that's just going to bring up the competitive competitiveness so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what we get out of the LCS and we get it on Saturday. So yeah. by the time, uh, the, next all chat episode comes out we'll be talking about lcs yeah exactly Big moves. Uh, yeah <laughs> um i think we've pretty much hit on everything that we've wanted to hit on uh just for the viewers that don't know or listeners uh our podcast is going to be releasing every friday uh and we're going to be having a video format as well posted on youtube and twitch uh, on those days as well so you can expect a new episode from us every friday weekly baby yep yep yeah. and we'll keep you all in the loop with what's going on in the major four leagues if there's anything major out of some of the smaller regions we'll be sure to hit on that as well but i think as of right now everything's kind of getting going and we're all just excited for the winter season here yeah yeah uh stay up to date with us on on socials we're gonna have a, a tiktok and uh YouTube reels coming out pretty soon. We're, we're getting that underway. Um, we'll have a, a YouTube, like Grayson said, and Twitch, and then on all major podcast platforms. So tune in Fridays. Uh, we'll we'll be putting out some other content sporadically, but that's that's when you can catch us every week. Yeah, and <laughs> make sure you come back. It's all <laughs> chat, baby. I know you guys are typing in that every day while playing. So <laughs> all chat, wool. That's yeah, us. That is us. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed this pod. And, uh, you know, come back next Friday for the next episode.